What's going on, everybody? Just want to welcome you back to another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner. And man, I'm this another good one. I really don't think we've ever put out. I mean, I, I guess I'm going to just be a little biased. I really don't think we've ever put out a bad episode, to be honest. But I mean, maybe that's just me speaking. But I feel like, you know, just listening to this podcast, just really going through all the episodes at this point, I feel like it's a gem for everybody. I feel like it's something out there that even if you're not a business owner, even if you're not an entrepreneur, a creative, anything like that in that space, I feel like you can still take something from that because I feel like like at the end of the day, a lot of these people still live real lives. Like, you know, well, not a lot, all of them, you know, still live real lives, still live day in and day out. So they definitely are just going to give you the real, the in, the out and everything like that. So I appreciate those who, you know, continuously tap in with us, continuously show us the feedback, leave us ratings, reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and things like that. It all means so much to me. So very excited to be sitting down today with Sydney, somebody who honestly I knew growing up, like I wouldn't really say like we was like the best of friends or anything like that, but we wasn't like no enemies or anything like that. But just somebody who, you you know, you just saw around somebody in the community, somebody who um, just in between like playing sports growing up and just different things like that, you were able to just interact with and see. But obviously, you know, as people grow, grow older and different things like that and just go about their different paths, things just happen like that. But that's not to say, you know, we ever really lost context. She definitely has still done some great things. A lot of these things, you know, I've been able to keep up with social media. And so I'm very excited, you know, to be sitting down with her today. Very excited for her to get into really why she's on the podcast today. So Sydney, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I appreciate you, you know, hopping on here. And I'm, I'm, I think the people are definitely going to appreciate what you got to say. So, you know, for those tapping in who may be new to the podcast, mm-hmm. for those tapping in who may be returned and may not know you or anything like that, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and then what brings you on the podcast today? Sure. So I, I'm currently an assistant buyer. I went to college for fashion. Um, that has always been like my goal. And I currently own a business called Axid, which I kind of created just because I was always in fashion school or in some type of like business. People always ask me their opinions on things or ask me to help them, you know, as far as styling or help grow their business. So I just created a business based off of that. It's not completely fashion related, like it's with any, you know, type of startup business. And yeah, that's what I'm here for. Got you. I got you. So already off the rip, you kind of said a term that's a little bit foreign to me. Now, somebody somebody else might know or anything like that. But for somebody else out there, you know, hearing that term assistant buyer, can you just explain a little bit what that is and what does that actually entail for you? Yeah, sure. So for brands or like retailers, clothing stores or whatever that don't create or don't design their own clothes, they source them from other vendors. So vendors that like, for example... I was working for Foreman Mills. So, you know, growing up at Foreman Mills, they, they carry like Rockefeller or Rockefeller, Rockaware. I can't think of the other places. Who cares? But <laughs> brands like that, um, Nike, Adidas, Puma brands. So some me as an assistant buyer, when I was at Foreman Mills, I would reach out to Nike or Puma or Adidas, whoever was selling their clothes and purchase them to sell them in Foreman Mills. And then from an assistant buyer, you have the buyers and it just goes up and up. So yeah, it's kind of like just a, it's not an entry level position. It's like an associate position, but you're really like, that's the position where you're really in the fashion industry. Got you, got you. That makes a lot more sense. So now kind of at the position that you're in right now, what does really a long-term goal look like for you when it comes to like fashion, when it comes to really just being in this set industry right now? Wow, that's a great question. Because honestly, I never wanted to be a buyer. I never wanted to do the really the business side of fashion. I always grew up wanting to be a designer and just be creative and stuff. Um, And it wasn't until 
I got to my second college, um, I graduated from LIM College in New York City, and it's uh, it's a completely fashion business school. They only have like six majors or whatever, and one of the tracks in the college is to be in buying. And I wanted to do something more creative, like product development or styling or something. Like I really didn't care about buying because I felt like it was too much math. I wasn't a math person at all. And then I had to take a buying and merchandising um, math class and I loved it. But my school was like, oh, you know, you're never, you're not going to become a buyer. You can't become a buyer unless you're, you take this, the, you take the specific classes for that. So, you know, coming right out of college, I was a little discouraged thinking maybe that wasn't possible for me. And still always had in the back of my mind that I would create a fashion brand, which I that's like been my ultimate goal. So what I decided to do was to still learn the business, do some apprenticeship at other companies that are doing well just to see how they run their business. So my long-term goal can be successful with me learning from somebody else's mistake and on their dime. Oh, for sure. I love that. I love to hear, you know, when when the odds are stacked against you, but yeah, you still find a way to beat them, still find a way to prevail, still find a way to make things happen. And I love how sometimes that just going to college, not necessarily always with it, but, you know, with just experiencing new things, with placing yourself in different environments, with being in new cities, with being around new people, how it can just, you know, invoke things in you that you never really knew that you had a passion for necessarily. Because like you said, you weren't always on the, the path of wanting to be a buyer. And then yeah. on top of that, people, you know, didn't even say, they said that you're probably, that's not going to happen for you. And now look at you. And then now look at kind of what that did for your vision and, and really the long-term goal. So I, I love to hear that. I love the progression and definitely excited, you know, to see what comes forward from that. So kind of what you spoke about in the beginning was, was ask Sid and how basically people will really just come to you from, from friends to just, to just anybody about just different advice and everything like that. So that's kind of why you got started. That's kind of how things formulated. So what were some of your first steps as really establishing yourself as a business and coming into business to, you know, help other people officially? Well, back in 2017, I started a sunglass line. And I kind of started that because I've always had a thing for sunglasses. I love that like style piece for anybody, honestly. In college, we always had to create like a fake business or like a storefront and design the the bags that would go with it or the product, stuff like that. So having to do that so much in college, I was just like, you know what, I'm going to turn this project into an actual business. But I did it just for the sole purpose to see like if I could run a business. So I was, again, buying the sunglasses because I wasn't creating them myself. I, um, and at the time, since I lived in New York, I would go to the vendor's buy sunglasses, rename them. I scheduled the photo shoot. I did the production for the photo shoot. I All my friends, I grabbed them and we were all models for the photo shoot. I created the logo. I created the flyers, the website, the Instagram. Like I literally did everything just to see if I could. And at the time I was 21 and really just, you know, I just, I, I don't know if it's, if it's cause I was in school or cause I was about to, the summer was about to start, but I just felt like I wanted to do more and see if I can handle you know, school, work, and a business. So all of summer, I really worked on my brand for my sunglasses. And I didn't continue it because of school and of work. And I was interning too. But I really, like I said, solely did it just to see if I could. So having that skill of knowing whenever I want to continue or whenever I want to start a business, I already know what to do and, um, you know, do a trial run. So from there, that was 2017. In 2018, I started interning at a um, 
boutique in Philly called Black Skirt. And the woman that owns Black Skirt, Miss Sherry, she wanted to start selling sunglasses in her store. And she was someone I looked up to. Like she ran her own business. She was a designer. She was a buyer. She was everything for her own business. And I remember talking to her and her husband and they were just asking me like, well, how did you go about getting these sunglasses? Because they wanted some and they wanted to brand them and they had this their own business idea. And with me being her intern, she would always just ask me since I was in school and I had to learn like Photoshop or Illustrator, things like that. She always put me to the test of like, okay, well, how can I create this flyer that will, you know, target her customers? Or how can I market this? Or what type of woman should wear this item? Things like that. So it really started with her because it <laughs> even after me interning for her, she would still ask me questions. And, I'm, and uh, the people around me would be like, you need to start, you know, charging people for your thoughts and your creativity. But I've never really been that type of person. Like I'm, I'm the type of person I put people on without them having to ask. I don't feel like, you know, somebody should really have to pay me if because I'm just, you know, going to give them that knowledge anyway. But, you know that was three or four years ago and I'm graduated college. I didn't work in two really good companies or as in the corporate office, I'm going to say, and I have so much knowledge that I'm like, okay, I'm going to start. I'm going to have to start charging people. Like y'all going to have to start paying me for my creativity and my, um, and you know, everything in my knowledge. So that's how that started. Absolutely. It's one thing, you know, to, just be that resource for people. Just always be there. Just, but it's it's almost like it's, it's second nature to you. Like you said, you just you just did it just because. Like without people asking. Just if you saw an opportunity present itself, you took advantage of it. And I, I I agree with that. And I definitely do stand by that. That look. It's just to the point now where it's no reason why we shouldn't be helping each other out in any way that we can, in any form or any fashion. Even if it's for me, it's even strangers. Like if I, if even if it's just yeah. a social media interaction thing, I'm sending pages to different people. I'm linking yeah. people together just because you know that's that's what it's about. But I yeah. also think that it's important too when other people recognize something in you other people recognize you know more potential and realize that you know you're not all about the money but at the same time look if you can be making so much money out here it's so many ways to you know people are earning sponsorships by the day people are going viral next day you know getting signed popping up in commercials different things like the possibilities are endless so I, I definitely think that it's also important too that when other people recognize your skill when other people hone in on it and want and want better for you that it's important to really step into that field and take advantage of that but you know I love and I, I think it only will breed more success just because your reason for going into business, your reason for really getting things started has nothing to do with monetary. Obviously, monetary will be a plus for you. The success is going to speak for itself, but I think that that's important. So kind of coming into business now, the fact that you were able to even start a previous business and kind of see how things ran and even were told that you were not only got inspiration from somebody else, but we're told that basically you were their inspiration for kind of wanting to do certain things and move into certain lanes. How has it really been, you know, running acid? Is this something that, you know, I know you said with the sunglasses, it was more so you were kind of organized and everything. So it really sounds like you were like a one woman army in a sense, like really getting things together from promotion to marketing. Obviously you had great friends and probably a great support system with your family as well. But you know, a lot of this, the grunt work, a lot of the day in and day out was you. So how is it really now with you running acid? Is this something that you really do like solely by yourself? Are you looking to kind of expand? Um, what is that process like for you? So for me right now, it's a lot of still brainstorming like a lot of times ideas will come to me and I write them down I, I keep like an actual physical journal or if I don't have it with me I keep my phone with me um just to jot down like certain things like for the this whole year because honestly I've been trying to start exit for maybe 
two years, but I'm so picky on the on things for me where like I couldn't decide on the colors. I couldn't decide decide on the logos. I had like three people in the last, no, probably not even three, maybe like five people, like maybe a few of them was some that I knew. Then I went on Fiverr. Like I reached out to so many people to make me a logo. I didn't like none of them. So that was just money wasted on logos. And I finally sat down with myself to figure that out. And I, I just created it because it just seemed like I kept telling people like, this is how I wanted. This is how I want it done. But how I wanted it done wasn't how it was getting done. So I'm like, okay, I got to figure this out. And again, it's still really just solely me. But of course, the person that I am, I want people to join me. Like my um, my younger cousin, she just graduated high school and she's actually going to the college that I went to. And when she was preparing and like applying to colleges, like I was teaching her how to sketch. I was teaching her, you know, terms in the fashion industry, taking her to New York with me and stuff just so she could see, you know, what it's like. And I spoke to her about becoming an intern for me because at her school or, well, at my former college, you have to do three internships to um, in order to graduate. So I was like, if you come intern for me, of course, I'm going to sign off on that and they're going to sign off on that. And, you know, I'm going to teach you everything that I know that maybe I didn't learn in school and that I had to get like hands on work with. But as of right now, exit is like solely me still trying to figure out like all the things that I want to offer because I also my friends were like telling me to offer like like a fitness program also because I work out a lot and it's just it's just so many possibilities I really just have to each day I take like two hours out of my day to sit down and be like okay this is what I'm gonna work on for exit today because it's been a very long time coming with this. And I think that's too that that'll really speak to later down the line, you know, when things are really up and running, when you're this world renowned, like it kind of almost made me think of like way back in the day, a throwback as Jeeves, like how it was at one point, some people didn't even know, like Google wasn't even the first go to it was we was on as Jeeves, like because they was it was interactive. It was, you know, sometimes they got funny with it. It was cool. Like we wasn't worried about no Bing or nothing like that. It was really as Jeeves. And that was something it was a staple. It was a trademark is you could tell it was that much of an impact. The fact that I still remember it to this day, I couldn't even tell you what year. As G's came out, but it's but it no, it's a throwback for sure. But I definitely think that the process is important with anything. It's really just important to go through things to tell yourself that I, it was crazy. As you were saying, I'm picky. Like I was looking at different logos and different things like that. I was shaking my head and agreeing with you. Like yes, like I, I felt myself as the same way at some point. Like I just kept making. I, I'm gonna call them excuses because that's really what they were at some point. It was just like yo are you trying to start this or are you not? Like, yes, granted, I don't want to just put out anything and I'm not just going to put out anything, but at the same time, you have to put out something. Like you have to get there that way. Like, because how I think about it now too, looking back on it, if I would have tried to put out the best thing that I could, the absolute best, like 99%, because obviously it wouldn't have been perfect, but 99%, well, where do I go from there? How much better do I continue? You know, you have to, so that's not to say you put out less quality work or anything like that, but sometimes look, I felt like I was looking at my logos too long, just trying to find something wrong where I felt like I was listening to my voice too much, not liking the sound of it to the point where I sent my first episode to other people and they're like, yo, this sounds good. I'm like, 
bro, I'm, this sounds trash. Like, you sure? Like, did you listen to the same episode that I listened to? This sound, this does not sound good. But in a sense, it was just like, I had to realize that, yes, I'm doing this for me. I have very, I have a lot of fun with this and I love what I'm doing. But at the end of the day, other people are going to have different perspectives about what you do. Other people are going to be looking at it, you know, with a different eye, with a different lens, where I say it all the time. We're our worst critics. So naturally, yeah, we're going to beat ourselves up. I can record a great episode, but go back and listen to it and like that. Well, why did I say um so much? Why was I stuttering so much? Why was I? Why can't you I hear myself? You to pick yourself apart. Yeah. I literally, my friends that are especially my business friends, like I'll talk to them about certain things. Like one of my friends from college, I talk to her all the time because she has a skincare business and she'll ask me certain things, send me certain like labels or fragrances. She'll send me samples of her products. And I'm like, post this right now. Like, this is great. I love it. It's going to do well. But if she says that to me, like she's the one that told me I should start offering a fitness line or like a fitness program. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't think, you know, my body is up there yet. I don't think, you know, my skills is up there yet. She like, girl, just do it. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I don't know. Like even with the magazine that I was featured in, one of my other friends from college, she put me on to that. And I honestly forgot all about that interview. I forgot that I even spoke on Axid. And then when the magazine came out, I'm like, well, damn, I'm gonna have to post about the business now. Like I wasn't, I still wasn't ready. I still wasn't going to say nothing, but you know, sometimes circumstances force you to, cause it's your time. Like you got to stop critiquing yourself and just know like, if you don't like it right now, you'll like it later. Cause you're going to grow with your business. Like look at a lot of Instagram of I watch like a lot of brands and how they grow and stuff. And I saw this one uh, Instagram post, like all the designer brands, like how their logo used to look when they first came out to how it looks now. Like even the Instagram logo, it doesn't look the same as it was in 2010 or 2011, wherever it came out. Like you're always going to grow with it. So that's why you kind of just got to start now. But when you think to yourself, like start right now, you don't want to, you be like, no, it's not, it's not ready. It's not perfect yet. And don't nobody care. <laughs> like they going, people going to buy it or support it because of you regardless. Crazy. And that's the crazy truth, though. It's just like, and once I realized that, it was like, oh, you can't stop me now. I'm going to put out everything, anything, mm -hmm. right? you know, not, and not, this, like I said, not just to say that I'm just throwing stuff out there just because, no, I definitely still am strategic. I definitely still do take my time with things. I definitely still do want things to be perfect. Y'all should see me when I'm editing. I'm like a madman sometimes. Like, I'm just <laughs> constantly rewinding. I'm sucking my teeth. Like, why am I, like, what was going on? Because at the end of the day, I just want this to be quality. I'm playing with audio levels and listening to stuff back, second guessing, deleting stuff. So, but you're absolutely right. At the, once you realize that, you know, the support is just going to be there. And if it's not there, that's, that's no knock on you it's not to say that you know your abilities aren't up there look everybody doesn't get the support people put out drake is one of my favorite well he's my favorite artist like top artist but has he put out stuff out there that i didn't support absolutely like trash yeah. like yeah like i don't like this like it's a throwaway <laughs> like whatever you want to call it but at the end of the day yes i have to am i going to stop supporting drake? no when he comes out with something fire am i going to hop right back on and, and say yeah, this 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 the dude yes absolutely yeah. so it's just like yeah you could everybody has waves and different things like that like you could just have you could just be putting out fire 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 Fire, fire, fire. You drop something, you know, maybe everybody doesn't resonate it with the same way. Maybe you don't get the same sales and everything that you were once expecting or once had. That's still, you, you should want to come back harder. You know, you shouldn't take that. Right. Oh, no, they're, I'm, I'm, I did something wrong. Or I'm not. No, you just, that, look. They just didn't rock with that. It just wasn't for that market. Somebody else probably bought it. Maybe instead of 10 people this time, you got five people. 
that's still support. You know, it's still showing that, you know, they see the vision, they see the potential. So my question to you really, it just makes me think about everything that you kind of just said. Well, what do you say to somebody like that who is just so hard on themselves? What do you say to somebody is, who is just having a hard time getting started with something who is really just critiquing themselves to, to no end to the point where, you know, it's hard for them to drop things? What do you say to somebody, you know, who really might just need that, that kick or that push to really just get things going and up off the ground? Well, one thing about me, I don't like to be rushed to do anything. I'm very much like I move at my own time because my time is on God's time and that time is always on time. So I never like tell somebody like you need to do this right now or force them or, you know, rush them because I know how that feels for me. And I feel like if I'm rushed to do something and I don't really want to. I'm not going to, it's like my, my care for it is going to go down. What I will say, I do work well under pressure, but maybe not everybody works that way. Like I know I was having a conversation with one of my friends a few weeks ago and they were just talking about, you know, going back to school and, you know, trying to figure out what they wanted to do in life. And I'm like, it's going to come to you, you know, don't sit here and beat yourself up on like what you should do, what business you should start, you should start because running around trying to figure out what you want to do you're going to do something just because and you're not going to be happy with it. Like you should do it because you want to, because this is something that you want. This is a goal you see for yourself. Even like for some people like, okay, you think the money going to make you happy, then go ahead, pursue the money of it. And if it doesn't work out, you can always do something else. And I, and I know that was something I had to learn recently. Like I kept feeling like, well, even though Axid isn't necessarily fashion-based and I always wanted to work in a fashion industry, I felt like I was letting uh, the little girl in me down. And it's like, no, you're allowed to grow up and change your mind on things you wanted to do. You don't have to, you know, stick with this. And I think that's something else for people to know. Like, okay, just because when you were five, you wanted to be a doctor and now you want to own rental property, you can do both. Or you can do one, like you have to do what's going to satisfy you right now. And that's why I don't think people should rush into things because people, you know, with social media these days, people feel like they got to be up and they got to have this now and do this and da, da, da. They don't, they're not patient. They don't, you know, they just want everything quick and fast. And that breaks, that deteriorates the quality of whatever they're trying to pursue. So I always just tell people to be patient and just, you know, it's going to come to them. No matter how, like if it's meant for them, it's, it's not going to pass them by. It's definitely going to come to them. Patience, man. It, it almost might sound cliche to some people, but it's truly, truly a, it pays dividends in the end. It really does. You know, just recognizing that you have to love and appreciate the process, man. I, I, I feel like the quicker, not even the quicker, but the more genuine love and appreciation that you have for it the further it'll take you, the more, the sooner that you recognize that, you know, I'm supposed to fail. No, I wasn't born to fail, but I, I say it all the time. Look, if you, if you want everything, life wouldn't be exciting. There would be nothing to look forward to. If, if everything, you know, you just put out was just hot, was just fire, was just, you know, nobody is doing that. People, people have put out bad things like people, you know, bad movies, bad songs, bad shows, bad reviews, bad commentary, had bad games, whatever. It, it makes you want to grind more. It makes you want to go hard. It makes you never want to get, you know, to that point again in your life. But you, you have to recognize that it happens. I, where do I go from here? Not, oh, this is the end. This is it. And something that I kind of saw on social media couple of days ago i can't I, I can't remember what artist posted it but he basically said if you don't want to cheat <laughs> and it's funny because I'm, I'm about to kind of flip this a little bit but he said if you don't want to cheat on your girl 
get off social media. Post what you got to post and go. I can't remember who said it, but it was, uh, young blue. see, that's why I got you on young blue, blue <laughs> van. Shout out to him, man. Blue van draws. He actually tough too. But so what, how I'm going to say it, how I'm going to flip it is if you don't want to, if you don't want to cheat yourself, cheat your progress, get off of social media, stop comparing yourself, you know, post and go post what you got to do and go. Don't post your, your page. Um, don't post your products. Don't post your services, videos, whatever you got going on. And then go looking at other people. Well, how many likes did she get? How many likes did he get? What did, were people comment on him? Who shared my stuff? Like who this and that? I'm not going to lie. Like I've probably missed people who have shared my stuff. Like it's no intention. It's no love lost, anything like that. It just happened. But I'm not necessarily looking for that. Like when I see, when you can click the analytics and the insights and see, you know, how much your post was sent and different things like that. Yes. It would be very nice, you know, to know who, who did it, where they were just from the respect of not even to be nosy, but just I, so I can know who's supporting. Yeah, absolutely. But for me, it's just like, I'm not posting my podcast episode and comparing it to other episodes. I'm not posting my podcast episode and comparing it to other podcasts. I'm not posting one brand and comparing it to another. I'm recognizing that everybody, you know, is unique in their own way. If that was the case, I would only bring on one person for each brand. And I feel like this podcast would definitely end a lot quicker. Oh, are we going? I'm trying to hit a thousand episodes, y'all. Yeah, y'all, y'all, I ain't gonna tell you, say hold me to that, cause that's a lot of episodes. But all I'm trying to, all I'm really, oh yeah, we definitely gonna do it. We are gonna make it happen somehow, some way. But what that really is is saying is that look, you don't have to worry about what everybody else has going on. It's you. I feel like you, the more time you spend, you know, trying to compare, trying to one up one, it, it shows that you're really not genuine with it. You're really not authentic with it. You're really only doing this, you know, to be at the top, to top somebody else, to you know, make an impression. No, you never get a second chance to make your first impression. So however you make that first impression on people. Just let it stick. Just but at the end of the day, if you can always say, wake up and go to sleep and say, look, I did what I had to do today. I was me. I didn't compromise my morals, my values, nothing like that. I really gave my business my all. You should be okay with that. Like is it is nothing. It's just because you know y'all are both selling shades or y'all are both you know podcasting or different things like that, and they went viral before you or they got a sponsorship before you, they got more sales before you. That doesn't make you any less of a of a great business owner, of a great podcaster, of a great entrepreneur. It's the process. It's how things are supposed to go, because I promise you, they're not showing the behind the scenes. Nobody is really showing the behind the scenes. Nobody is showing the trench work. Nobody is showing what it really takes, you know, to get in position. But everybody is just glorifying the come up. Everybody is just acting like, nope, nobody can struggle. Nobody really had it. You don't know what it took for that person to go viral. You don't know how many emails they sent. You don't know if they were working harder than you genuinely. You really don't know that. You only know, you know what you're posting, what you're seeing. So I definitely think that social media can be a deterrent to people, but I'm, I'm here to tell you, don't let it. Yes, it's very powerful. It's very entertaining. It's very amusing. However you use it, but you shouldn't, you know, be looking at other brands and be looking at other people for comparison, but more so for inspiration. More so, oh, what can I, you know, what can I do to, what can I do to be like them? Like I look at other podcasts, not what can I do to be like them, but you know, what can I do to achieve success? I look at other work for them and see how that can work for you or what's not working for them and what is working for you. Like too many people go on Instagram and they want something because they see somebody else with it or they think that's what they should have or they they go after things not for themselves just to solely impress other people and end up not even truly being happy with who they are. Like, there's nothing wrong with, you know, you have competition out there. Everybody that has a business has some type of competition. But at the end of the day, you have to do what you have to do for your business and still lift that person up in the process. Like like you were saying, it's, a, it's enough money out here for everybody. 
That's a fact. The sooner we realize that, man, the sooner we get to the top, for sure, for sure. So you kind of spoke about, you know, being in the fashion space. You kind of even spoke about, you know, the fitness space and just wanting to adopt, you know, new services, just get into new areas with Ask Sid. So is there anything, you know, within the coming year, within maybe even the coming months, or maybe just even long-term thinking a little bit later down the line, any area of um, expertise or anything that, you know, you really want to do with your business that um, people should expect or people can look forward to? Yes. So I'm definitely going to add the fitness program. I'm just very, like I said, I'm just very picky. And then I was on vacation. So that kind of delayed it (laughs) a little bit, but I'm definitely, I already worked on it. I already recorded it. It's just having to put the format together. That'll be done. I hope hopefully by the end of this month or the end of next month, because I definitely want to offer like challenges and work out with people. But my whole thing with the fitness program is I really want to make a safe space for mostly just women to work out, to feel comfortable, to, you know, create like a group message. And we talk about our daily struggles. Cause I know for me, I wake up at six o'clock in the morning to go to the gym and somebody else might have to work at six o'clock in the morning and they don't go to work out till eight o'clock. And it's a struggle, no matter if you're getting up at six, if you're going to the gym at eight, at, at eight at night or 10 at night, like, you dealing with some type of struggle. It's a mind thing. So I really want to create like a platform where, you know, we can all come together and talk about it or share secrets and, you know, just put each other on. So that I'm still trying to work out the kinks on. But as far as exit, I will be offering like styling services, consultations as far as like how people can get their brand moving forward or marketing on social media, social media management, creating tech packs. Uh, which is like, say you wanted to design something and you have to send it to a factory first, creating like tech packs like that. Oh, also offering like notary services, registering their EIN numbers, just all across the board, like how to somebody start their business and how they keep it going. A one-stop shop. So I hope y'all listen and I hope, you know, y'all take advantage of the services because it's only going to get better. You know, it's only, things are only going to expand. Things are only going to move forward. Whether she, you know, stays picky or not, she's going to make it happen. So <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily say it's a bad thing to be picky because, you know, sometimes you just, you just can't put out any and everything. Sometimes, you know, you got to be a little concise with things. You got to be a little strategic and manipulative. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. And I definitely do want to encourage all my listeners, all my followers, everybody who's engaged with us to tap in. So I'm a, we definitely gonna make sure we get the social media and stuff out there before we wrap up, but definitely just to tap in. Because as you can tell, you know, this is not really, this is not a money thing. It's not a money game. Yes, as we both spoke about and agreed on, it's a lot out here. But as she spoke about from the beginning until now, it was never about that. It was more so she, I feel like a lot of why the motivation as to why she came into business was just from hearing the reviews and the testimonials and others, you know, just get, just, just really hearing that, yo, like, okay, it's one thing, you know, to hop, if you ask me offline, but obviously I'm online right now. But if you ask me that, are you the best to ever do it? No, I'm, I'm the best to ever do it. I'm, I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm going to speak that into existence. I'm I, Because I just know, you know, when I hit this mic, when I unmute the mic, I'm in a different zone. Like I'm having fun. You know, it doesn't matter who's on the other side. You're going to get the best out of me every single time. But, you know, when other people, you know, recognize more in you and and see further for you or, or really just have, you know, bigger dreams and and really want you to succeed, it's, it's just a different feeling when you're able to get that from them. It, it Like I, t- I tell everybody who gives me feedback or anything in any type of way, it keeps me humble, good, bad, and different. It, it really just keeps me humble. It really just keeps me going. One that you even, you know, took the time to tap in. That's enough for me. That's all I need. It's, it's, it's a lot of gratitude. So, no, I'm definitely really excited for everything. You know, that's true. Like, 
people come to me based off of the fact that they know I went to fashion school. They don't even know what I solely went there for because my first college was for design and then I left. But like I've had friends that was like, oh, yeah, didn't you go to fashion school? Well, can you help me out with this? Or like I'll be tailoring their clothes or designing something for them. And what really pushed me to start Exit is like I had a situation where somebody reached out to me to design something for them and we spoke money and I wasn't getting paid what we agreed upon. So, you know, like I said, it didn't start off with money because I wasn't even going to start this business. It really got to the point where everybody was just like, yo, can't you do this? Don't you know how to do that? Or what do you think of this? You know, even just ask me my opinion. And I'm like, okay. I could really make like a consultation business out of this. And because I like being creative more than I like working with numbers, this is, I can be both in the fashion industry and do both of the things that I like to do, you know? Absolutely. And I couldn't agree more. And when you're doing something that you like to do, man, the, it's up from there. It's, it's really <laughs> just up. You're really just having fun with it. It's really just, you know, a day in the life. So something that I think about just in listening to you talk, just in listening to, you know, other business owners and entrepreneurs is really just motivation. It's really just inspiration. So kind of going to put you on the spot a little bit. It's something I like to do. Um, so I hope, you know, I hope you're ready for it. If you're not, well, we're going to make it happen either way. But <laughs> just, just looking at you, looking at your expertise, looking at your areas of involvement, mm-hmm. what is a brand out there, you know, that you derive a lot of inspiration from now, it, whether it's fashion, whether it's fitness, whether, you know, personal brand, somebody else that you may even know, what is a brand, you know, that you really look at and would maybe even, you know, consider working with or something that you look at for different just ideas um, or things that you may even want to implement in your own brand moving forward? Mm. Well, I'm very big on Black-owned businesses, especially in the fashion industry, because I feel like for so many years, not even for so many years, even currently, you know, Black designers get their creativity stolen from bigger companies, and that's unfair. But I also like people that put forth the culture and still emulate it and, you know, still make it a big thing, like um, I'm Black and I'm proud type of thing. So with that being said, I really love Pierre Moss. He's a designer and he also designs for Reebok. I love him and all his like capsules that he comes out with every year. He's very big on like a I'm black and I'm proud type of movement. And another one, I really like this designer. Her name is Nicole Inell. And I just like her because she's more so like girly, but she's she creates like a lifestyle with her clothes. Like, you know, sometimes people take pictures of their items and it's just on a mannequin, but like she puts together a whole day of how to wear it or go outside walk. And like, she's not just in the studio wearing her, her outfit um, that she sells. So I really like that. Like I like things that tell a story. Oh yeah. I love a good story. So I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate that. You just put me on somebody new. I'm going to look her up when we hop off for this interview. So before we wrap things up, mm-hmm. um, is there anything that you feel like, you know, we haven't touched on today, whether it just be about you personally, whether it just be about ask Sid, whether it just be about, you know, your plans for the future and everything out there, or maybe even just a word, you know, on top of the gems that you already gave a word to the wise, you know, for other business owners, entrepreneurs and creatives out there, you know, that you want to leave us with. I actually do want to talk about something. It's not necessarily about, entrepreneurship but it's about you and I as young black people you know pursuing our dreams now I don't know if you remember because I honestly forgot but you spoke on it when you were introducing me how me and you grew up together and when I told my mom I was 
going to be on a podcast. And she was like, with who? And I said, oh, you know, some guy I grew up with, Tamar Turner. And she was like, you mean the one you went to preschool with? I'm like, huh? <laughs> what you what you mean? And um, she like, yeah. So she pulled out the preschool picture. And I'm like, yo, yes, I remember this. And the funny story I have about that, because I remember, this is going to sound crazy, but I honestly remember when you were coming to the preschool that I was at. I think, I don't remember if I was four or if I was five and I was about to leave and go to kindergarten. But at the time, I was like the favorite in the preschool. I was the smartest, the brightest, you know, all the teachers loved me. And when you came, they was like, oh, like the teachers, I remember them saying this, like, oh, Sid, you got to be careful because tomorrow really smart. Like he going to give you a run for your money. You got to be careful. You got like some competition. And, you know, 20, 21 years later, I just think it's so funny how teachers we're able to see that in you and I and where we are today and how we like they knew we were we were very smart and bright and had like a big future even though at four and five we might have not been imagining that for ourselves and I just think it's crazy how all of that comes into fruition and we're out here you know on our grind trying to create a name for ourselves and you know especially as young black people who don't get acknowledged as much and so I really just wanted the kudos to you as well, even though you asked me on your podcast for everything that you're doing. And I just want you to continue to hustle and grind as well. Hey, what? <laughs> yo, that's cr- <laughs> hold on. That's so crazy. I-, I remember preschool. Definitely don't remember that, though. Like that moment. No, I don't. That's wild, though. Like I never, you know, I- now that I think about it, though, why? I feel like, and it's not me just talking for the podcast. I feel like I remember us, you know, being in preschool. Because I feel like my first time really wasn't meeting you wasn't on some, like, middle school, like, you know, high school, Oak Lane type thing. And that's what, yeah. But I don't, like, I don't remember how we reconnected years later. Like, I don't even, because, like, we didn't go to the same high school. We didn't go to the same middle school. We didn't go to the same college. I don't know how, you know, any of that happened. I think it's just an up top thing. Up top, we just different. We just got. I don't live up top, but okay. <laughs> well, not no, not no. Well, did, you ain't live up top growing up though. No, I'm from Alney. Well, that's it. Depends who you ask. That's up. Some people claim up top, but <laughs> no, but, but no. You well, first you definitely got to send me that picture. But no, it's shout out to parents for always having the archives though. Like that's just crazy. Right. But no, you spoke to a good point just about people seeing things in us that we necessarily sometimes can't even well obviously at that age we couldn't decipher that in ourselves but you know people just seeing potential in us whether it be teachers friends family sometimes even strangers like i've had people reach out to me just on the hum and say yo like that was a really dope interview really dope business i love what you're doing bro like keep it going people reach out to me you know from afar and different things like that but that's just crazy like you said especially us being young black people in this space just everything that we going on just the different things that we have to combat on a daily basis i was even talking to one of my boys couple of days ago just about life expectancy how our life expectancy as african-americans is just so low and how it's just like we look at ages like 30 40 and think that's old to me that's not old like but you but you look at people like that and that's old that's a blessing like yeah it's definitely a blessing but that's by no means is that old i'm thinking like 80 yeah that's that's old you feel me but it's just like just everything that you know we have to constantly battle and go through and work our way through and and everything like that i was always told you know as an african-american male you got two strikes against you already before you even already or so it's just like it's crazy terrible like people really don't understand what 
uh, Black people have to go through on a day-to-day basis and kind of just brush it off like, you know, oh, you know, someone that's not Black would think, oh, they got it just as hard. And it's like, the odds is already set against us. Like, you know, nothing is just handed to us. Like, we all have to work just as hard, plus 10 times more, to just be in the same room as some people. Um, and in, in almost any industry at that, like, and still, even at, even when we're as qualified to be in that industry, they still look at us like we're not. That's a message. And that's to all my, and I think that that should serve as, you know, motivation to everybody out there, especially my minorities. Just keep going. Like, mm-hmm. as hard as you feel like, you know, you work in as, as much adversity as you feel like you're facing, as, as much as the storms just seem never ending. It's always light at the end of the tunnel. Sun is always going to shine at the end of the day. So, yeah, but that's definitely, I do appreciate you sitting out, not only for, you know, bringing up that memory and everything like that, but spreading that message and spreading that love. But that's that's still so crazy. I was sitting there as you was telling that story, like, hold up, once you drop preschool, I said, hold on. But it's just like, yeah, like, and even in, not even to brag, like, on myself or anything like that, but I remember specifically my favorite teacher of all time, my third grade teacher, Mrs. Holmes, when I was at Pennypacker. She told me to, she told me to get out of this, like, get out of school, like, get out of here. Like, don't, you're better than this. Like, you, yeah. you, you passing everything, you making it happen. And at the moment, I couldn't, I didn't really understand, like, I understood that, okay, you think I'm smart. Like, I'm just, I'm, and to me, right. I'm, doing, I'm just coming to school. Like, I'm just doing what I do, but I'm worried about my friends and different things like that. But some things, it, it makes so much sense now down the line, how I I just didn't need to be in certain environments around certain people. And so I not only think, you know, the administrators and the educators in my life, but I think the family, I think the older role models who saw better for me when I couldn't necessarily always see it for myself, because, you know, I was just young, naive, trying to have fun and everything like that. But as much as, you know, you want to spread love and kudos to me, I definitely want to echo that right back to you. And definitely, I love what you're doing. I love the feature that you had in the article. I love that, you know, you took advantage of that opportunity and made it happen. But I also love, you know, that you're picky. I love that you kind of said that just because I, I, I think that that's I think that that says a lot about you. I think that that says that, you know, you're not just going to put anything out there. You're going to make sure that it's of quality, that other people can relate to it, resonate with it, use it, utilize it, pass it on. And then, you know, take a service from it, take something from it. You're not just going to throw something out there just because. So, no, definitely want to extend not only my hand, but if there's anything, you know, that I could do after this podcast and meantime, in between time, definitely let me know. We obviously going to still stay locked in, but I'm excited. I'm excited, you know, to see you get in different spaces, offer different services. I'm excited for link ups to happen, whether they come, you know, in Philly and New York, whether they come with my followers along like the North Carolina DMV areas and even some down here in Florida. So I really do thank you not only for, you know, coming on here, shedding some light on what you do and what it is that you have to offer, but you know, just giving somebody some motivation, just telling somebody out there that may be going through the same things that you're going, that may be feeling the same way that you're feeling. So, hey, keep going. That it's light at the end of the tunnel that anything is absolutely possible. So before we officially, yeah, absolutely. Before we officially close out for everybody out there, you know, just looking to get in contact with you, looking to utilize some of your services and maybe even looking to collaborate with you. Can you just tell us where we can find you on social media? Yes. So my Instagram name is Sid Sharice with the underscore. That's S-Y-D-C-H-A-R-I-S-S-E underscore. It's the same on Twitter. It's the same on TikTok. Facebook is Sydney Sharice Renrick, uh, R-E-N-W-R-I-C-K. And I'm even open to emails and my email is on my Instagram. All right, y'all. So I'm going to make sure I definitely put all of that in the bio so y'all can get the spelling right. Y'all can reach out on whatever <laughs> platform, you know, is suitable for y'all. I'm not on TikTok. Obviously, she is. But I heard, you know, I heard TikTok <laughs> be going crazy. So I might have to move over there. Now I'm probably. TikTok just... is so much fun. Like, really? 
I learned so much from TikTok besides it being like so funny. But it's so like people just go in there and tell you about side hustles. They tell you about shopping deals and just it's it's so many things you can learn on there. Like it's like I'm about to go to Houston in a few weeks and I'm on there researching like places to go. Like you could use it for anything. I love it. Houston is lit. You definitely got to check out a place called Camp with a K. Camp Houston. It's it was a vibe there. It was definitely a vibe there. Okay, so I'm a yeah. Bit. All right, man. You got to let me know. Yeah, you done. Yeah. So y'all, I don't know. I might just be talking for the pod. I'm I'm definitely not getting on TikTok though. I'm gonna tell y'all that for sure. I'm gonna live through y'all. You could do your podcast on TikTok. That's the marketing strategy. You could show them like you could go in there and set up your mic and your um your laptop and everything and be like, this is a day in the life of my podcast and then you could put your merch on there and yeah you could really no we're about to, we're gonna set that up. <laughs> <laughs> all right so she obviously i got somebody holding me to it y'all so we gonna we gonna make it happen so if you see your boy on tiktok and i told you you know i'll never be on tiktok just overlook it just follow me you know just know that it's it's, it's bigger than me it's for the podcast yeah so, it's for the podcast it's not know? It's not your personal account. Yeah, you ain't going to be seeing me hit no dances on there, for sure. So, <laughs> nah, I definitely do. I'm acting like cues don't be dancing. We do. Just, I better not catch no bros on TikTok. That's all I'm going to say to that one. To that one. But now, on a serious note, I definitely do thank you. I definitely do wish you, you know, the best of luck with everything that you got going on. I want to, you know, give a big shout out to everybody out there who continuously listens, shows love for your people who are going to tap into this episode. I definitely do hope, you know, they were able to take a deeper dive into, you know, just the mind of you and everything that you have going on and what you're looking forward to do. So to everybody out there who continues to listen, continues to support, I love you. I thank you. This has been another episode of the Down to Business Podcast with Tamara Turner.